shape-changing heartthrobs, naive homeless girls, and more mommy issues than money can handle. We watch Fruits Basket, and we're here to once again answer the question, was it a Kauai disappointment? Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Kauai Disappointment, your weekly journey through the worlds of anime. With you, as always, is me, your host, producer, weave of all trades, and split personality e-boy cow, PJ. And me, mommy, sorry, mommy, sorry, mommy, sorry, Skylar. <laughs> <laughs> and joining us today once again is our friend and newest member of the Soma family, Lauren. Hi, everyone. I prefer apples over oranges. It's because she's wrong. I'm And in right. case you forgot, it's redo month, where we are redoing our first three episodes and revisiting a long lost one. And today we are having Lauren watch Fruits Basket as we wrap up our redos with our revisit coming next week. Well, Lauren, why don't you tell me, based on the name alone, what did you think this anime was going to be about? You have to hear me out because this is the journey that my mind went on when I saw this title. You know that like saying where it's like an apple a day keeps the doctor away? Yes. (laughs) So that's where my brain first went. And I was like, okay, so this will be a medical drama. There you go. But it's like anti-doctor propaganda. No, no, no. This is about if you don't eat apples, if you eat other fruits, other bad things happen to you. Oh. So like if you eat an apple, you're good. But if you eat an orange, dysentery. I don't know. I don't know. The devil? The devil. Satan. I don't know. Didn't the apple, isn't that like the manifestation of Satan though? The apple tends to be the fruit that is depicted the most for the temptation in the Garden of Eden. But actually no one knows what the fruit was. The fruit was her virginity. Oh, there you go. We've cracked the case. No need to look into this anymore. Theology aside, continue. Right, right. So yeah, no, that's uh, that's where my brain went. I was. It's a medical drama. This is gonna be our my first medical podcast. Well, that'd be really fun. <laughs> it's ER. Everyone's just really <laughs> fucking hot. Well, yeah, because everyone's hot in anime. Well, once you saw the poster, did your thoughts change at all? Very slightly. This became medical students. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's talk about the characters in this poster. Oh, my God. The Tell me about these medical students. Oh, my God. Uh, all right, well, starting in the back, we have this blonde girl. Tell me about this blonde medical student. The blonde <laughs> girl at the top of the stairs, she is about to go on residency. She's about to graduate. Um, she's probably the teacher's assistant. And um, I said she was a pathologist. And then tell me about this black-haired <laughs> girl. Black-haired medical student, sorry. Right, 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 right. The black-haired medical student. She's also about to go on residency. She's the same age as the blonde, the long-haired blonde girl. They're like best friends. She's our radiologist. Yeah, and she can diagnose people based on like their their scans alone. She's super good at her job. I hate that that actually has some validity to the character. Uh, I absolutely hate that. This black-haired kimono doctor. That's our teacher. You know, the kimono doctor. The kimono You know. <laughs> Dr. When, kimono. Dr. Kimono, obviously. That's Dr. Kimono to you, PJ. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's definitely, like, seen some shit. And he's very serious. But he cares so deeply about all of these students and his patients. But he can't, like, ever really show it because he has to, like, be a professional. But he's a renowned surgeon. So that's how he got his fame. Uh, all right. Moving to the front, we have this red-haired doctor student boy. <laughs> Red-haired doctor student boy. He's That's our m- orange, PJ. The color is orange. Oh, I'm sorry. Are red-haired people actually have red hair? No, they have orange hair. Go be a redhead, Skylar. PJ, it's fucking canon that he has orange hair. That's why they call him... People who are considered redheads in society have orange-ass hair. They do. Have you seen Irish people? 
he is definitely more relaxed. I said that he was probably an immunologist. Um, all right. Even made me, is... my dog made me laugh. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. yeah, that's what made you laugh. <laughs> Not the fact that she called him calm. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow, the dog is so funny right now. Right, my dog is just the funniest thing I've ever seen. Anyway, he's very go with the flow. He um, is really good with bedside manner and with talking to the patients. You've nailed it on the head with this one, Laura. <laughs> uh, I feel like this, that's sarcasm. Tell me about this white-haired medical student. This silver-haired boy, he is uh, our neurosurgeon, probably. He seems to know more about the head than the heart. So he is a very serious boy, but he also secretly deeply cares about everyone. Uh, and then tell me about then this, our, you know, our clearly our head medical student, you know, our our JD, if you will, our, I don't know, George Grey's Anatomy, Clooney. so I can't say who the main character, our <laughs> Meredith from Grey's Anatomy. Meredith. Our George Clooney. George Clooney from ER. Tell me about this brunette girl. So our excited girl in the center is clearly our newest student. She might be a transfer. Um, she's wicked smart. She has a big heart. And so she whoa, wicked whoa, whoa, smart. Whoa, whoa, Lauren. Wicked, wicked smart. Wicked smart. Right, right. I'm so sorry. That's on me. She's wicked smart. She has a big heart. So she's going to win everyone over with her smarts and her personality. She's got both. I said that. <laughs> <laughs> got one or two, baby. <laughs> it's one or the other. No crossover. No, she has both, I say. I said she was probably into family medicine. That was uh that was yeah. the end. Of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really pro family. I agree. In my notes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, um you know, season 7 of Scrubs was probably the worst season of TV I'd ever seen. Yeah. But maybe this will give it a run for its money. Yeah, Fruits Basket ER. So let's watch uh, episode one and two of this hot doctor student drama yeah. where the patients have problems, but the doctors may have even more. Honestly, I'd watch it, though. I would <laughs> watch that, too. <laughs> I fucking love Scrubs. If ABC steals that tagline, they owe me money. Ugh. <laughs> Listen, I was a big house girl back in the day, so like... Yeah, we all had houses, Lauren. <laughs> Okay, I, yikes! First of all, that might be classes. I know plenty of people who've never lived in a house. All right, fine, Lauren. We get it. Your parents were rich. You had a big house. <laughs> <laughs> I meant house empty, but yes, I suppose I've also lived in houses. Your house was empty and big. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're gonna watch House MDR Rubs, the mm. anime. House MDR Rubs. The anime. <laughs> I like that title so much. And uh, we're going to see just how accurate this prediction was. So stay tuned, everyone. Are you in love with Prince Yuki? Do you long to be held in his arms? Do you want to dress him up in pretty dresses? Do you hate loser Toru Honda because she always hangs around him even though he clearly hates her? Do you wish to protect his purity at all costs? Then you should join the Prince Yuki fan club. We meet every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday in class 21B. We hope to see you there. All right, we're back. We watched episodes one and two of Fruits Basket. Unfortunately, not a medical student drama. Lauren, tell not. me, what did you think? 
yet. Oh, that sounds vaguely threatening. I've heard of Fruits Basket before, but I had no idea what it was about. So I went into this very blind, obviously. But I had a really good time. It was so sweet. It's really sweet. I will say there is a doctor character. Yeah. Oh my god. Who's part of the Soma family. As you can tell, your prediction about Kyo being level-headed was wrong. It was the most wrong I think I've ever been in my entire <laughs> ever. life. Yeah, 100%. Skylar just uh, being tickled by the dog, I guess, during the prediction segment. <laughs> that was the, like the perfect timing, you know? <laughs> but uh, let's see how we got here by going through some quick housekeeping. Fruits Basket is based on the manga by Natsuki Takaya, published by... Ha- published in Hana to Yune magazine from July 1998 to November of 2006 for 23 volumes. Two spin-off manga, Fruits Basket Another, a sequel series following the next generation of our show's characters, and a gag spin-off, Fruits Basket The Three Musketeers Arc, which follows the three oldest Zodiac members, Shigure, Ayame, and Hatori. Fruits Basket was first adapted into an anime in 2001, done by Studio Dean for TV Tokyo. It aired from July to December of 2001 for 26 episodes, However, as the series ended before the manga did, it also wrapped up the story well before the manga had reached its ending. Oh, no. However, the original anime did more closely match the manga's art style, which was bad for all of us. Oh my <sighs> god. Thorn, you'll see. I included some things. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> the anime we watched today, however, was a 2019 version directed by Yoshihide Ibata and done by Studio TMS for TV Tokyo. It aired from April 2019 to June 2021 for a total of 63 episodes, wrapping up the manga story, which was especially exciting for fans of the original, who had never seen the second half of the series animated. An anime film has been announced, named Fruits Basket Prelude, following the story of Toru's parents, which will be released February 2022. <laughs> Alongside all of that, there has been a drama CD, an art book, two fan books, a collectible card game, and an all-male, performers, not characters, theatrical adaptation. All-male? It's an all-male theater troupe, so they did a theatrical performance of Fruits Basket. They still played the female characters. So very, you know, you know, we go old-school theater here. Very Shakespearean. Yes, yes, very Shakespearean. With all of that, let's talk about episode one and two. Toto Honda, a high school girl living in a tent in the woods, passes by a nearby house where she has an encounter with her classmate, Yuki Soma, and meets the house's owner, Yuki's cousin, Shugure Soma. Yuki then accompanies Toru to school where she is harassed by some of Yuki's admirers until she is saved by her friends, Arisa Otani and Saki Hanajima. Later that night, Yuki and Shigura see Toto returning to the tent and learn that she originally was living with her grandfather after her parents passed away, but her grandfather's house is currently under renovations and she does not want to impose herself on her other friends or relatives. After the tent is hit by a landslide, Toto accepts Yuki and Shigura's offer to live temporarily with them. When Yuki is attacked by his cousin Kiyosama, who suddenly appears to challenge him to a fight. Amidst the commotion, Toto ends up accidentally embracing Yuki, Kiyo, and Shigura, who turn into a rat, a cat, and a dog, respectively, much to her surprise. Shigure explains to her that, apart from himself, Yuki and Kyo, ten other members of the Soma family, would transform into animals of the Chinese Zodiac whenever they feel weak, stressed, or being embraced by someone of the opposite gender. Toto promises to keep the Soma's family secret. Yuki is concerned that her memory would be erased by the order of the family head, Akito Soma, but Shigure does not believe the situation is the same as a previous incident when a younger Yuki had turned into a rat while playing with friends. Shigure also has an angry Kyo transferred to Toto and Yuki's school after the former had been training for four months instead of attending his previous school. The next day, at school, Yuki is touched by Toto's request that he remains to be a friend to her if her memory is to be erased. While Kyo's awkwardness around girls leads him to yell angrily at Toto, sending her into a depression. In an act of atonement, after Shigure's encouragement, he escorts Toto back home from her part-time job. And that is the end of episode one and two of Fruits Basket. Yeah, it was so cute. They're all so nice. 
let's talk about how fucking rude Toru is, like, in the beginning, when she just, like, wanders into someone's fucking yard and, like, up to their house. (laughs) But to be fair, I think she thought it was, like, not a a house. Yeah, I thought she thought it was, like, you know, like, when you walk past, like, a tea house or something? Mm -hmm. Like, or it's, like, this very beautiful like that people can go visit and stuff like in the middle of the forest and i think that's what in she the thought middle it of was. the forest you know but yeah no i agree there i've seen some people's yards that look like botanical gardens and also when you're a kid you kind of just like wander places you know yeah so something i was very excited to hear um what you had to say is obviously because you went in not knowing anything about this anime Mm -hmm. how did you react when you saw him turn into a cat and then a dog and then a rat i was so shook (laughs) (laughs) because like the poster the name the way it starts like really has no foreshadowing of how supernatural this fucking yes. anime can be. Yes. We started, I was like, oh, this is one of those like more slice of life animes of like this this girl and how she's navigating school. And then boom, they all turn into animals. And I went, oh, this is not that. I mean, it is sort of. But this has so much yeah. more than that. <laughs> but it was nice. It was It was a pleasant surprise. At first I was shook. And then... I don't know. They explained it really well, and I enjoyed the twist, and I thought it was a fun time. Like, you know, obviously, especially because we celebrate it over at Disneyland with Lunar New Year. Mm -hmm. Did you know the legend of the cat? I did not. I also learned it for the first time while watching this anime. It's so cute. It's so cute. The poor little kitty. You know, it made me think of like how we have like that 13th astrological sign that everyone just kind of agrees doesn't actually exist. We don't talk about that. Oh, I didn't know about that. I didn't know there was. Not in our house. Not on my watch so you know how we have like you know like virgo aries all that jazz uh there's a 13th one called (gasps) ophiuchus or some shit like that it's it's like ophiuchus or fuchus it's o-p-h-i-u-c-h-u-s and it's supposed to be like oh the it's the serpent bearer and it's supposed Ooh. to be the 13th sign, but it's like canonically very remote. It's very similar to the cat. And similarly, kind of like when Yuki has his like breakdown of being like, it actually would not make any sense for us to have a 13th sign. Mm-hmm. It's very the same true for uh, Ophiuchus or whatever the hell it's called, <laughs> because <laughs> it throws everything out of rhythm. So everyone who's like, oh, I'm a this or I'm a this, like obviously it shifts down because it doesn't add a 13th month or anything. It right. just makes all the other windows smaller. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. it made me a Virgo, and I was like, that's simply not true. <laughs> yeah, I think it made me like a Leo. Oh my God, that's and not true. And I was true like, that's not true. But yeah, so, I, you know, we uh, we all agree that Ophiuchus or Ophiuchus or Ophuchus, whatever the fuck it's called, <laughs> Ophuchus is uh, not a sign. So, similarly, the Chinese zodiac has very much just been like, oh, the cat isn't a thing. Speaking of which, what Chinese zodiac sign are you, Lauren? I believe I'm a monkey, I'm a dog. <laughs> Skylar's oh. a horse. Uh, you obviously like, you know, it's so funny because when we did this the first time, I accidentally accurately guessed Casey's Chinese zodiac sign because I was trying yeah. to make a joke. Because I was like, what zodiac sign are you? Uh, and he was like, I'm a Libra. And I was like, that's not what I asked. Really? <laughs> I meant Chinese zodiac. And then I was like, oh, since we're shepherding you through these animes, you're probably a sheep. And he actually was a sheep. Oh my God. Yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> but all of that aside, yeah, so the the lore of the Chinese Zodiac is very heavy in this anime, while also being mm. very light. What I love about this anime, it is realistically just a very lighthearted shoujo anime with mm-hmm. some very intense dark moments. 
Right. That aside, though, we do, like, get some of that lore, and it is very pertinent, obviously, to everyone's lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked that even though we were getting a lot of lore, it balanced out with real life really well. It never felt too heavy as far as, like, the explanations went. And there was sadness. Like, I did feel feelings, but it was, I don't know, it's balanced so well. Yeah, yes. I mean, like, you obviously have, like, little things, like Keo being like, oh, I don't think a girl could ever love me because, like, I'm a freak. Oh. And then you have, like, Yuki, like, when Toru's, like, being affectionate to him, and he's like, no one's ever been nice to me before. And, like, he doesn't say that, but you could see it in his face where he's like, what well, is yeah. happening here? And he, like, he'd been told by his, uh, <laughs> the head of the family, like, no one's gonna like you for who you are. And I was like, that's some dark shit. Yeah, when he's like, you're not disgusted by me? She's like, no, you're not sickened by me? And she's like, no, I'm feeling a lot better. What are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) I love that, where it's like, she clearly mistook sickened for sick. (laughs) So speaking about that, fevers are very important plot points of the shoujo genre. The Mm. way that I like to say it is that fevers are anime truth serum. Yes. Because (sighs) the second someone has a fever, they're just like, let me tell you everything I've ever actually thought and felt about my life. And I'm also nine times out of in ten gonna be a vi- I, yes a I'm in love with you like Skyler said but b I'm also nine times out of ten a very like maybe mean to you character who's not gonna be Tsundere. very soft and sweet because mm. you're taking care of me and I'm in a vulnerable position right it's a very common plot point that's how all my fevers have gone so that's perfectly normal every time you've ever had a fever you have confessed your love for somebody I have yes they've all left but you know. <laughs> They've, they've all been like, oh, no, thank you. Bye. But it's it's kind of like when you tell someone I love you and they're like, thank you. And you're like, oh, no. Oh, no. Eva gets it. She gets it. <laughs> no, for sure. Right. And uh, that doesn't happen, though, in these animes. It's no. always it's always, always, always just like a like there's such affection during these fever scenes because it's always the person like that they're with kind of, you know, taking care of them. And this one's a little different, right? Because it's Shigure kind of being there. But it's still that anime truth serum thing where mm-hmm. she's like spilling her guts about her entire life. Very Skylar energy. <laughs> <laughs> Very Skylar energy. That's true. I got trauma. We trauma them, which is very <laughs> irresponsible. This anime has just continuous textbook examples of poorly handling trauma. Bad trauma responses should be the actual name of this anime. <laughs> <laughs> that was too revealing a title. God, no wonder why I like resonate with this fucking anime. <laughs> because like the fact that Toru like talks to her mom's picture like it's actually her and like that's kind of fine but when she's like no I need to dig her out she's she can't breathe under there I'm like homegirl that's a picture this is an unhealthy trauma response yeah she can't breathe because she's in a fucking coffin and she's dead yeah but it I don't know because you get to watch them go through this so you're kind of working through their traumas with them yes yeah, so don't pay for a therapist just just watch, watch fruits, fruits basket, basket. <laughs> honestly honestly though like the deeper you go in you're they like oh god it's just so fucking <laughs> they help me out <laughs> and you know what it's like because a obviously like it's a it's a good little uh romance anime you know as most shoujo are mm-hmm. but you know you get some like it's not a harem anime by any means but like what i like is that there are a lot of people who are into toru and like i just like how sexual shigure is because he's so hot he's, <laughs> he's so also hot. such a scumbag which you don't get this in these episodes but he's an author he writes like romance novels 
Oh, my God. That makes him hotter. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's always just lazing around in his kimono. His editor, he stresses his editor out so much because she's like, when are you getting me the next book? And he's like, relax. I don't know when it when it gets there. Why don't you calm down? She's like, you have a deadline. <laughs> it, <it's>, eh. <laughs> but like, he has so many moments, like, obviously, he's constantly kind of like low-key flirting. That's just who he is. He's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. He comes off as so perverted, too. Yeah, but, like, he the does. moment when um he's, like, when Kyo and Yuki are fighting, and he just, like, takes her chin and turns it towards him. Ugh. And then starts, Ugh. like, you know, taking care of her head after yes. Kyo hit, accidentally hurt Toru. And then Yuki just bitch slaps him. Oh, my God. <laughs> that, their energy was so funny. <laughs> Oh, God, the fucking, um, this anime is so fucking funny. And a part that made me laugh is when after Shigure reveals that he tricked Kyo into going to their school mm-hmm. and that fucking snowstorm <laughs> it's with Yuki. When Yuki's so cold, it creates a snowstorm and he's like, put your food down and leave, you demon. <laughs> <laughs> Yuki also having some hot moments. Oh my with god! Her. Like when that leaf was like falling, oh, and he was just oh. like, "Oh, that was hot." That uh, was when she strains his tie. Damn. Oh yeah, and I mean, they're really. It's hard to the big, and obviously, I will say it's hard to tell throughout it. But obviously, the show is setting up that there are two potential romantic pathways here, which are Yuki and Kyo. Yeah, mm-hmm. before there was Team Jacob and Team Edward, it was Team Yuki and Team Kyo. It's and very people true. still argue about it. I can see why. Even with a canonical resolution, people still argue about it. <laughs> well, <laughs> the fans are always going to have their own things going on in their heads, right? Mm-hmm. And that's but fan fiction, baby. That's fan fiction, baby. I mean, you can see how there are the two paths, though, because Yuki is just so beautiful and so nice and... Then there's Kyo, whom she's been, quote unquote, in love with her entire life because she's always loved the Zodiac cat. Yeah. And, you know, you see a lot of stuff in him where he is like the outcast and stuff and he's always mm-hmm. closed himself off. And, you know, like the fact that he's even sitting there being like, I don't know why I am so mean to her. It's because he cares, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like, because he wouldn't yeah. give a shit otherwise. And, you know, he's such a tsundere, which do you, have we explained to you what a tsundere is? No, you have not explained it to me. A tsundere is like a character that, is very like ag- like negative and aggressive towards you but it's because they're so into you in um, a way like it's very much like oh i don't like you you idiot not that i am not but like what if you care but like not that i care what you think <laughs> you it's a very common trope regardless but it has a very canonical term in japan I get okay, yeah, Lauren. Yeah. Mm. So there's a a whole Reddit page dedicated to um, tsundere sharks, and it's delightful. <laughs> it's just <laughs> sharks that they draw like anime eyes and like blush lines on, and it's so funny. It's so oh. funny. <laughs> oh my god, I need this in my life. Yesterday, yeah, tsundere sharks are <laughs> where it's at. You know, that's incredible. <laughs> And, you know, speaking of, like, cute animals, <laughs> one of my favorite moments in this anime, hands down, is the beginning of episode two, when she runs out holding all three of them as animals. Yes! <laughs> and she just goes to the living room, and she's like, they're animals! And he's like, yep. Yeah. Yeah, pets. they sure are. Can you <laughs> like, sign for this? Can you please <laughs> sign for this? And then Shugura as a dog is like, bloop. <laughs> and he's like, oh, wow, that's so cute. And then leaves, not thinking anything else of it. And why would you? This girl comes with her pet's animals, clearly, and is just like, look, they're animals. 
Yes, they are. Yeah. We've all met someone that's like that with their pets. Oh, I am like that with my pets. <laughs> Man, this anime is literally so fucking funny. You know what's the, some of the I hardest laughed I a laughed lot. was when they first find <laughs> when they first find Toru living in her tent and Chibune <laughs> just like busts up laughing at her for like clearly what is the entire walk back to their house <laughs> and longer <laughs> like he's just like this is the funniest thing on earth this girl is fucking homeless living in my family on my family's property and that is fucking comedy gold dog <laughs> because he's a dog <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then like the second he starts talking you just have that moment where Yuki's like oh so now you stop laughing <laughs> <laughs> he's like yeah well I've, I'm, it's out of my system now so let's talk about those fucking fight scenes oh yes let's like do. there's no holding punches like they are Zero going chill. in for the kill they they take it very seriously and it's it was animated so well <laughs> It was such a fun time, and I love that it just comes out of nowhere. Kyo's just, like, busting in and then kicking ass, but then getting his ass kicked. Yeah, Kyo's, like, an amazing fighter, but Yuki's just an infinitely better fighter. Yeah, but I think based on this, Yuki, like, knows the body's really weak points, right, is what I understood, and he uses that to his advantage, whereas I think Kyo is just, like, scrappy. But he's professionally trained martial artist, you know? Yeah. he. But he wants to win so badly that he can't, That is you part know? of the problem. Yeah. I was going to say, and Yuki is just not biologically better, but like low-key supernaturally better. Well, because right. like, you know, obviously the cat is the outcast, so the cat definitely gets a short end of the stick in like every regard. More regards as you keep watching the anime. But- oh, oh. I mean, and because theoretically, he shouldn't necessarily have to be that strong because he should kind of have like the powers of a rat. (laughs) Like if we were talking like the ox, like, of course, he's strong and hot as hell. But but Yuki's just good at stuff because he's the smartest one because, you know, the whole thing with like the rat being the first one at the banquet because he rode the ox's head all the way there and jumped off right at the end. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's interesting because the interactions between the original legend really like appears in their personalities and how they're supposed to interact with each other. Mm -hmm. And that's why Kyo hates Yuki so much. It's literally not because Yuki's a bad person. It's because Yuki's the rat. And the rat's the reason the cat didn't make it to the banquet. Right. Yeah. And that God got mad at the cat. That's so and sad. exiled him. Oh. Speaking of the fight, so I know we're, we've drifted a little bit from it. One of my favorite things I wrote down in my notes, and I never like to be like, well, in my notes I wrote down, but I laughed so hard, was, you know, this the part when they're uh, first <laughs> moving Toru in. Skylar already knows what I'm, th- I'm thinking. When they're moving Toru in, and Yuki's, like, going up the stairs, and there's nothing in the window. And as he passes, there's Kyo in the window. <laughs> and I just wrote, mysterious cargo pants. <laughs> <laughs> no, see, I thought you were going to say the part where um, he's like, it's a secret. Oh, it was so weird. When, oh. his, when, when he, he got pulled his full ass Willard moment. Willard. So Lauren, Willard is this horror movie where a man can control rats. Ew. And they kill like people and stuff for him. For, yeah. Ew. And the second that, you know, Shigura's like, oh, are you going to go dig up the picture? Like, I can go help. And he's like, no. And he turns and he's got his purple eyes. And he's like, I've got friends that can help. And then, like, the doors 
shoot open and there's like a million rats yes i was like what the hell is that that was before we knew that they turned into exactly, animals and i was right? like what the fuck <laughs> because like Shugana's is anime is like oh he heard a, a wolf howl and you know understood what he was saying i was like that's fucking weird but then, and then this motherfucker is like rat- a million rats uh! <laughs> But also, why is he holding himself like that? Like it, that was such an anime pose. It was such an anime villain pose. Like it was like yes. he was about to be like, "You've activated my trap card." <laughs> Shadow realm for you. <laughs> Congratulations, Mister Bond. Yeah, no, he had villain energy for a second, but he's not. He's a sweet boy. They're all sweet boys. They're all sweet. Kyo is definitely the Kaiba, though, right? Kyo's definitely the Kaiba. Aomi's Pegasus. Well, yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> all right. I love how kindly Toru reacts to them. Like, no matter what. And obviously, yes. it's very shocking for them. They're very much like, oh, why are you so nice? <laughs> you why know, are obviously, you like, way? you have, like, the whole conversation about, like, the fear of her mind getting erased and, you know, the warmness in his heart when she's like, I just want to make sure we're still friends afterwards. Like, you don't have to retell me that you're the rat, but, like, just talk to me, you know? Befriend me. Yeah, just, like, please be nice to me again. Also, fucking Shigure being such a user, and he's like, can you cook and clean? And she's like, yeah, I find her really peaceful. She's like, welcome to the family. You get to live with us. Come on, Cinderella. To be fair, it's like any time we've ever, like, talked about moving in with Lauren, she's always (laughs) like, you know, I do clean. (laughs) That is is the thing I bring to the table. I don't cook, but I clean. I cook. PJ's really good at cooking. I'm the crafter. <laughs> Skylar's just we're uh, uh I'm cooking dinner while Lauren's cleaning and Skylar's over there like, look, I made a pony out of popsicle sticks. <laughs> <laughs> I have a hot glue stick. No, look but I'm it. very talented when it comes to my crafting. Say it, PJ. Skylar, Skylar is very talented. Is very talented at making oh. crafts. She is talented at making crafts. Skyler is very talented at making crafts. No, she super I, is. Yeah, no. I'm an amazing artist. Anytime. It's so funny, though, because I'm, like, not an amazing artist. But no. once every, like, eight months, I can make good art out of nowhere or make a really good craft out of nowhere. And every time I can tell that Skyler's like, that's my thing and you need to back the fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, PJ, I don't cook. <laughs> this is all I have. I guess I'm not needed in this fucking household anymore. <laughs> oh wow! Guess I'm not necessary. Also, Maybe. I love how quickly when I said I'm not good at making art, Lord was like, You're- "Yes, correct. Move on." <laughs> I was agreeing in the respect that I am also not good at making art. Skylar is the artist in the group. Clearly, everyone's capable of making art. This is just like not Remy good art. Cooking. But no, 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 no. Art is so subjective. Okay, we don't need to have this conversation. So you know what I did love are, but you don't get to see much of in this uh, anime are her best friends. Oh, the two older girls. I mean, they're not older. They're the same, they're the same, same age. age. They're the same age. Why are they wearing longer skirts then? Uh, that's just like a winter option. Oh, I had assumed that, I don't know, the older you got, the more dowdy you became. <laughs> <laughs> These dowdy 11th graders, man. <laughs> Damn. That's when it all goes downhill. For, like, schools that have uniforms and stuff, they have a winter, like, uniform, which is a long sleeve coat and a longer skirt. Mm. And then they have their summer, which is usually the short sleeve uh, shirts and a shorter skirt. Okay. And that the men way more sense. get to wear uh, short sleeve shirts as well. Okay. But I love them both very much. Obviously, as you go on with the anime, you meet them a lot more. But you, I feel like their personalities really come through here because, you know, you have Uo, who's very, like, 
tough and like big butch energy. Yes. <laughs> yes. I got that too. And then you have Miss Wave Report herself. <laughs> oh my God. I was very accurate with her with my prediction yeah Yeah. when you were like yeah she could tell things about people by their scans i was like you know what i have to give that to you that's something that's kind of there that's kind of there the rest of this (laughs) nonsense don't ever talk to me again but that that's fine that can stay (laughs) (laughs) but like i love that that moment when the girls are being mean to her again and they just start running away as you see her like not even moving like uh, crudely drawn chasing them with like sparks around her head funny she's literally the best i love her brother and i love her parents oh yeah whenever yeah if you were to continue it their families are really great and i love just like (laughs) i love when tara's like man her wave report is always on point and i just like the idea just being like wave report wave report this person's a scumbag (laughs) that's basically pj though like for reals like out of all of our friends and people we know, PJ will look at a person and be like, oh, I don't like this person. We're like, what are you talking about? Literally months later, they're like fucking evil. And he's like, I called it. I called it within five seconds. I get strong, good feelings about people. That is true. I don't they're have strong, good too. feelings about people while curling my friend's hair in class. <laughs> have you ever tried before, PJ? No, and I'm not in school anymore, so I really can't do it. But I just like that she was just like casually curling Toru's hair. That's what girls do in school. Oh, yeah. Girls always curl their each other's hair in class. Why do you think our bags are so big? We have to carry all of our hair products. God, I love how much they love Toru. Like, it they baby so, her. so sweet. They are the epitome of that one meme with that... I forget what the actress is, and I super apologize because I really love her work, where she's, like, holding uh, Kevin Hart and pointing at them. Yeah, And people always yes. use it for, like, you know, like, I'm baby things, where it's, like, me protecting this character. They are yes. the epitome of that for Toru. Absolutely, that's the energy. It made me energy. so sad that she had a lie, though, about her situation. Yeah. Well, because well, they, she didn't want to be I a burden. But I kind of get it, because, like, yeah. I don't mean this in a bad way. I mean this in a very positive way. But I feel like I, maybe more so now, but I feel like there is definitely a point in my friendship with, like, Lauren, where I probably mm. would have lied to her about similar circumstances, because I know that she would have been, like, trying to help and i've been like no like i need to figure this out on my own type of situation right now lauren's the emotional support lauren we're all just a mess (laughs) honestly but we're kind of getting through it together a cohesive mess you know (laughs) a few other things that i kind of wanted to talk about Mm. i love how good toru is at everything at the same time like she kind of comes off as almost like not ditzy but a little like kind of spacey but i like that she's not incompetent at all like she's insanely good at her job she's very good at school she's great emotionally intelligent like but i especially love how good she has at her job Oh my god, I like that the scene other where ma- she's just cleaning around all those older other people. Well, they're the other cleaning ladies. And they're yes. like, wow, our jobs got so much easier when they hired her. And she's just, just running around cleaning everything. I like that she has like a very strong, like she, again, yes, very spacey, very ditzy. Comes across that way anyway. Yeah, but like she's like, okay, so like I'm working because I need a plan for my future, not to just survive right now, but like she's constantly looking ahead because she never wants to rely on anyone. She wants to be like her own savior. And I think that's what her mom wanted for her too, right? So she's also working towards that 
reality in that dream. I mean, her mom yes is no. fiercely independent. Her mom was fiercely independent, but her mom always took care of her. And her mom honestly was very much like, you need to slow down and take a minute. Like, mm. be a kid for a minute. Don't do all this stuff. Like, because when, and I mean, this is a little spoilery, but it's not at the same time. When Toru's dad died, she kind of basically herself, like her mom didn't parentify her. She kind of parentified herself. You know, she kept seeing her mom like cry, obviously, over the man that she lost and loved. Mm. And she like as a child was very like, I need to make sure I say I love you. Hello. And all she started copying her father's mannerisms to just make her mom happy. Forcing herself to be that optimistic is what gave her that character change where she is just fiercely optimistic. And she truly believes that before that she was just like a typical like child, a small little baby. And, like, she would cry and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, she just saw her mom cry a lot. And she was like, okay, something. My whole objective is to make other people happy. Is it healthy for herself? Not really. But it does make her happy to make other people happy. That's like J.M. Barry when his older brother died and his mom was like devastated so he started dressing up and pretending that he was the older brother to make her feel better like he wasn't dead that's a little more intense but yes yeah. <laughs> now i just want to think of toru like walking around like holding a briefcase like she's just like i'm an older man i'm an older man i'm my dad now i'm my dad <laughs> <laughs> That was a really good impression, right? Like, spot on? Yeah. I thought Laura Bailey was here for the English dub. (laughs) 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 But I love that regardless of how confident she is, again, she has that positivity and that childlike wonder about her. So much so that, like, when they were to pick her imagination, when Yuki's like, yeah, my secret back, like, my secret place, uh, she, her imagination is a, uh, her imagination is a crayon drawing. (laughs) Yes! Oh, it was so cute. Oh, I love her so much. <laughs> She's so sweet. Uh, another thing, so quick to make a blood oath when <laughs> when Yuki's like when she's like trying to convince Yuki that she like you know like likes him as mm-hmm. you know for the side. She's like, do I need to like make like a blood oath like bl- like a, a fire <laughs> like a fire <laughs> oath like my mom used to do stuff like that. <laughs> I'm ready. So like Toru's mom, you hear that she doesn't make it through school, past middle school. Mm-hmm. And that's because she was a gangster. She was in an all-girl <gasps> gang. Whoa. Oh, well, then no wonder she's so, like, ride or die. Wow. Yeah, and, like, she literally has, like, fan, like, people in the, the like, Yakuza and just, like, the local gangs. They're like, she was queen and everyone fucking, like, bowed down to her. And still wow. has fans. It's a little way of the house husbandy. Yeah. Oh, oh, now actually. that I think about it, the way of the house husband is just a genderbred spinoff of Fruits Basket. <laughs> oh, you mean the prequel that's coming? Here? <laughs> Fucking seriously. <laughs> uh, so, where the house husband is this anime? It's very short form. Like each episode has like just like three ten minute segments. It's about like this like head, like he's known as the dragon of the yakuza, and he just finds this woman that he loves, and he settles down and becomes a house husband. That's and so like. <laughs> It's so it's so fucking funny the way like he goes to the grocery store to like pick up food and stuff and like go find discounts. And he treats everything like he still has that mentality. So he like talks about it like it's a drug deal. And like when he's like <laughs> trying to like clean, he like talks about like taking out the stains. Like it's so funny. That's really funny. <laughs> well, that we might funny. do that at some point, but it's very small, small to. bitty episode. So we might do it as like a bonus or something. Okay. Hell yeah. I'm down. I mean, to that point, to, talking about how funny way the house has been, is this anime is just also so funny. 
the visual of Kyo being knocked into the um the little pool outside with a frog on his head. Oh, iconic. <laughs> you know what's my favorite visual from the entire episode, though? It's when what? they're doing the visual of Yuki rejecting that uh, that second year, <laughs> and he he does the princely scuttle away. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and they show it more than once. They do. They show it a couple of times. <laughs> Who doesn't love a good princely scuttle, you know? You just need to make sure that, like, anytime you reject anyone, that's what you do. Hand out, plies, walking away. Fucking yeah, seriously. It's the way to do it. While we have, like, the very funniness of things like the princely scuttle, you also have, like, the insane hotness of everything we've already talked about. But nothing compares to the Kabadon that happens in episode two. Oh, yes. Uh, so, Lord, a Kabadon is something you've definitely seen in media before, but it's probably just never do the name. A Kabadon is that move where, so- where like, a woman or man is against a wall and the guy, the other their, the other person kind of just puts her hand, like, and slams it, like, next to their head and it's just, like, yes. looking at them very sensually. And it's yes. very, like, intimate. Yeah. It is called Usually a Kabadon. very sexually charged. Okay. And it is kind of very stereotypical in the scene, especially in like sometimes in shoujo, really big in K dramas these days, which contributes yeah. to my working theory that I've had for a long time that all K dramas are just based on fruits basket. All of them are. Every is all K dramas are fruits basket. Ooh. The first time it happened was when we were watching Snow White and the Four Princes or whatever that. Uh. That K drama yes. is called, and anytime something would K-drama. happen, I would just be like, "This is what happened in Fruits Basket." <laughs> <laughs> and then you when know, we were watching the other K drama, like I would be like, "Okay, maybe not all K dramas are Fruits Basket." And then something would happen, and I'd be like, "That happened in Fruits Basket." <laughs> maybe Fruits Basket is just super formulaic. Well, but I think so. But so much of it kind of relates, and also I think that it ended up swapping. Where by the season four, Fruits Basket, I was like, "Is this a K drama?" now did we swap and now all fruits basket is k-drama my roommate watches a lot of k-dramas so now i can test this theory and be like did this happen in fruits basket <laughs> that means you have to watch all fruits which basket. we'll find out if you will do oh, later oh that's true i, I not everything happened in episode two. Especially like towards like season four when you get that OP, which is such a K-pop song. I K-pop, was like, yes. oh my God. Now Fritz Basket <laughs> is K-dramas. <laughs> it's all blending together. Everything is, a t- everything is each other. <laughs> I feel like I say this a lot, but Lauren... Fruits Basket is a very important anime to me. I knew and that it would be. I had the whole thing with like Unyasha being the the whole like, oh, this this is what anime is. I didn't mm-hmm. know it was called anime, blah, 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 blah. Fruits Basket is the first shoujo anime. And when I say anime, I hadn't watched it. So it's the first shoujo manga I ever bought like myself. Mm. And then I bought more and actually owned all 23 volumes yeah no this is a this was a very important anime and manga for a lot of people it was i think one of the first really mainstream shoujos that people Mm. again interpreted as anime you had stuff like sailor moon that was out before but much like Dragon Ball Z being the prototypical shonen wasn't really mm-hmm. considered an anime for a long time because people just thought it was another cartoon they watched. Same thing kind right. of happened with Sailor Moon in the shoujo genre. But Fruits Basket is one of the first times that people were like, oh, I'm watching an anime and it's for girls. Gasp. Gasp. I loved it. It's cute. Uh, yeah, no, it's very important to a lot of people, even though the original, so ugly. So, so ugly. It, oh, yikes. Honestly, uh, within the art... Like, not to be disrespectful, but the art is questionable. But 
through the 23 volumes, you really see like how much it evolves and improves and gets better. Mm. And it's gorgeous. And like I've shown PJ just panels from the manga and he's just like, what the? That's uh, it's so fucking ugly. What? (laughs) Yeah, I'm not a fan. (laughs) I'm a fan of the writing. The writing so good. We get some very tragic, some very loving, some, you know, I've cried so many times watching this anime. Uh, That final season was a heart wrencher. And still, I don't know if I could have watched it in that original art style. (laughs) I barely could get through it. Like, it was really difficult for me. And it sucks because a lot of people have so much nostalgic love for it. And it was so difficult for me. And um, something that I really hated besides the ugliness and, like, how desaturated the animation is was the voices. I don't think they did the voices well. I hated it. It was gross. And then when the when this came out in 2019, everyone got so psyched because they were bringing back all the original voices. In the so English like, dub. Let's clarify here. In the yes, English dub. All the original voices in the English dub. And I was like, oh, fuck. Gross. Because I fucking <laughs> hate those voices so much. Honestly, much like the creator of Fruits Basket, with time, they're pretty good. Like, okay. they're amazing voice actors. At this point, they've been voice actors for, two, you know, several decades since. So, right. two they've decades. figured it out. So, they've kind of gotten better. Kind of. <laughs> but you know what yeah. has been good this whole time is the mm. music of Fruits Basket. So, obviously, you have, oh, like, the, song? the instrumental to play in the background of this show. You know, there's constantly music playing to some extent yeah. in this anime, which I obviously love. And so much of it is so good. And some of it, so much of it becomes so iconic. Like, it is, there are songs that, like, the second they start up, I'm like, oh, this type of scene's about to start, you know? <laughs> Oh, yeah. As you go through the anime. Which is part of the K the K drama. Which is thing. a big theme in K dramas. <laughs> but that said, I think the part that we're obviously here to mostly talk about is the intro and outro for yeah. this anime. So why don't we talk about that intro, which is again by Beverly. <laughs> Lauren, what did you think of that song? Really liked it. I'm so used to openings being more intense. At right. least the anime that I have seen, they've always been like these like hype up songs, like this is the show you're going to watch. But this was so soothing and it set the tone of the show very, very well. Yeah, for sure. So like it starts and the first time I heard it, I was like, oh, this is cute. It's fine. But when you get to that one part of the song and PJ knows the part of the so song. Please. And I'm not talking the, yeah, I'm not talking about the whistle note yet. I was just like, damn, I fucking love this song. This is a mm. great time. Oh, it's 100%. So it's so good. You love yeah. it. And you know, it's honestly wild cuz like I could I you talk about this a lot with these uh podcasts, but you get even better OPs as the series goes on Ooh, and listening funny. back to this though i was like wow i forgot how just how good that original op was yeah. i also forgot how good that original ending was too so let's talk about that which is lucky ending by vic blanc <laughs> Sa- 
Lauren, what did you think of that outro? I I liked it just as much as the intro. I liked that it was very similar vibes as the the intro. They felt very cohesive. This was very like calming, very reflective. I loved the visuals that were paired with it. Stunning. Yeah, you got to see a lot of the family that you haven't met yet. It's true. Yeah, I was like, I don't know you yet. 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 <laughs> Hopefully for Maybe. me. Maybe. So we we'll talk see. about it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I love it. Uh, you know, we've talked about it before, but a lot of openings like have plot spoilers in it. Mm-hmm. And much like the poster for this anime, um, it doesn't really give you a lot of the plot. Like, you're just like, oh, there's going to be a romantic relationship probably between these two people. It is very slice of life. Mm-hmm. And I really like that for the first season, because once you get to later seasons, they're like more revealing. And the fact that they start revealing everything in the outro is just, uh, it's so good. And it's, it's, so good. it's a preview of what's to come. And I love it. And the song, so good. And he sings so well. He's got a very sexy voice. Yeah, uh, I like agreed. it. It's a very good song. It it gives me, I don't know, it feels like the type of song that would be playing while like in like a movie where like a country girl is, you know, riding horses to like, and then like the guy <laughs> in the pickup truck drives by. Like it gave me very country vibe. Not a horse girl story. <laughs> no, it was like, you know, like that late 2000s, like, um, you know, like rural love story movie. Mm. That's like the vibe I got from it. Like I could picture it in that. Um, but talking about vibes, uh, or I guess talking about waves, mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's talk about, let's continue talking about them by discussing what modern contemporary artists we think would have done a good job with these anime intros and outros. So why don't we kick it off with, again, by Beverly, which I'm very curious to hear who you're going to say. Who I'm going to say? Yeah. I'm very proud of this one. I know I've said that before and I haven't always had winners, but I'm very proud of this one. I said Leia Salonga could do this amazing oh yeah oh yeah Leia Salonga could do it uh, Leia Salonga is an amazing singer could totally do this I mm-hmm. you know I think Leia Salonga is a very talented singer but there's mm-hmm. only like one singer on earth that could hit that whistle note with the effectiveness that this singer did oh and that's Mariah oh. Carey <gasps> this is a Mariah, Mariah Carey, Carey ballad if I've ever heard one. And to throw it back, that is the exact feeling I had. And I didn't realize this. I had written down Mariah Carey. And then I was like, wait a minute. Did we have this segment yet by this episode? We didn't. It was still quite a few episodes away. But me and Casey had a whole conversation about how this is a Mariah Carey song. And I was like, cool. Glad my opinion has not changed. (laughs) (laughs) I am still right. No, I I can see her doing this. And she would hit the high note at the end. It's really the whistle note that sent me over. Yeah, that makes sense. How about you, Sky? I, for a bit, was stuck on Leona Lewis, but... I, I had to go with Mariah Carey, and I had a suspicion that you also were going to go with Mariah <laughs> Carey. So I was desperately trying to find a different artist, but like you we just can't both argue be with right. perfection. Yeah, you, we could both be right, Skylar. You know, I know. I just yeah. wanted to give like some variety. variety. Yeah. No, no. If it's the right answer, it's the right answer. I do think Leona Lewis would have done a phenomenal job with it. I think Leia Salong would have done a phenomenal job with it. But Mariah, sweetie, Mariah. this is it. Sweetie baby honey. <laughs> I am a little nervous that Lauren and I are going to choose the same outro artist. Oh, really? I actually really struggle with my outro artist. But then the second I found the artist, I was like, this is it. Holy shit. Oh, God. Oh, Chase is going to be so much better than mine. No, it's not. I promise it's not. I promise not. But let's talk about that outro then. So, Lauren, who did you pick for lucky ending? The two of you know this artist 
pretty well. I said Jeremy Jordan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, for sure, okay. for sure. I did not go the Jeremy same Jeremy Jordan, totally do it. Yeah, of the, the Death Note musical fame, you know. Yeah, the only thing he's known for. Death <laughs> the Note. only yeah, thing I've never he's heard of him for. from anything else. Yeah, just Death Note. It's all that matters. <laughs> uh, what about you, Sky? Then you seemed so confident you guys would match. Let me give you the context. Oh, basically, I thought I was gonna be on the same level as Lauren because I know she doesn't have all the musical knowledge in the world. None and of And so it. I thought yeah. this would be like, oh, she probably knows who this is and might associate. I was wrong. I went with Josh Groban. Oh, oh see, this is a very similar, similar conversation I have with Leia, which like I think they could totally do this song. It would sound very different. It would sound very different. So. I was it would. going through his Okay, song. Josh Groban's <laughs> song, is, Josh Groban's voice does not sound like this guy's voice. That's all I'm saying. It's literally the voices are different. I'm not saying they couldn't hit the yeah. tones. I'm not saying they couldn't hit the notes. I'm not saying they couldn't hit the pitches. I'm not saying their discography doesn't align. I'm just saying it's going to sound different. I agree. It would sound different, but he would do this song justice. He would do sure. it insane justice. I, he it would. would be great. Oh my god, it'd be great. Amazing. Who did you choose, PJ? I went with yeah. Dan and Shay, which are a country music duo. Oh, you and your your country for this outro, country boy. I, I love, love you. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it fits. Like if you, I mean, I I was listening to them. I mean, their first two songs I listened to, I didn't realize they were country because it was a lot more ballady songs. And then like mm. you really hear their country in their other songs. But I was like, wow, these guys are really hitting this vibe for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I highly recommend you check them out. They just came out with a new Christmas song. They have a lot of Christmas songs, and it's really good. I listened to it. It just came out like three days ago. How exciting. would you? Except Cody Fry as a better answer than Josh Groban. I think Cody Fry is a good answer. I think Josh Groban would do the song more justice. I agree. Okay. Cody Fry. Do, I think vocally yeah. Cody Fry is closer, but I think Co- Josh Groban could do this. Fit the would, vibe. Yeah, would fit the vibe. Yeah. But okay. love all of these choices. We all knocked it straight out of the park with this one. Uh, and let's continue to knock it out of the park with that context by having Lauren mm. watch some additional clips and see what she thinks about Fruits Basket. And we'll come right back with our closing thoughts and closing segments. So stay tuned. Don't you really want to know? I just want to know if Prince Yuki and I will ever get married. No. Everyone, please stop calling and asking me this. Well, what do you know? The waves can reveal things that you will never see by yourself. Hello, Madam Hanajima. I just wanted to see if your psychic waves can predict if Yuki and I will have three children or four. None. You will never end up with Yuki. Please. I have actual psychic powers. Can someone with a real question call in? Call me now for your wave reading unless you want to know about Yuki. Then please do not call. All right, we're back. We had Lauren watch some additional clips, some additional context, some additional transformations, some additional sad moments, some additional just, you know, fruits in a basket. Lauren, after all of that, tell me, what did you think of Fruits Basket? I like this a lot. It's um, it's full of heart, but it's also really funny. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a really sad, but loving and care. It's, you know, it's just it's a good time. Yeah. It's a fun time to watch. A fun time. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's got everything. It's got it all. It's got it all. Tell me, after seeing uh, all of those clips, you did get to meet a lot of other characters. Though not every character, because we want to leave some air of mystery. Right. Did you end up with a favorite character? I had a favorite character from the moment I saw them, and it, it was Shigure. I knew it would be. <laughs> 
I know <laughs> I know you as a person, and I knew Shigure was going to be your favorite. Yeah. The second I saw him, I was like, oh, it's you. You're my favorite. And that didn't PJ, change. PJ, do you think Shigure will stay her favorite character? Oh, I think she will have a lot of crisis of consciousness around Shigure. But oh, I mean, Shigure is... A very complicated character. So I don't know, but I think so. Okay. You know, who knows? But right now, he was my favorite. Who were your favorites? Uh, my favorite is... Hmm, it's either Momiji or Hatuharu. Mm. I love them both a lot. Haru at first is like really funny. Uh, you didn't really get to super see it, but he kind of has like two personalities. He has like split personalities. <laughs> he has like Haru and Dark Haru, where he starts yes. getting very like aggressive and sexual. Oh, uh, which is hot. And he wants to fucking is- fight and fuck everyone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but then you also have like just his his relationship with Rid is uh, be one of the best parts of the anime. Mm. Uh, and then Momiji is so sweet and so lovable. Yeah. And then his uh, then him in the later season in the last season uh, even just adds to his character a lot more. But I love them both. Skylar, I love Kyo. Kyo is definitely yeah. like my true favorite. But like my true true favorite is Momiji. <laughs> his issues like. Because they all have mommy issues, but, like, it's fucking tragic what happened between him and his mom. That was so sad. Ugh. And, I mean, it's, like, the it's like the bottom of the sadness iceberg in this anime. Oof. I was going to say, yeah, it does get pretty bad. <laughs> oh, I guess man. I should say the tip of the sadness iceberg. I was going to say, if, that, if that's the bottom, then that's the worst of the worst. Which no, it was it is sad. The tip of the sadness iceberg. <laughs> Yikes. Got, uh, but yeah, so some just really well written characters, some very fun characters, very tragic events, but some very fun events all along the way. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's a heart, you know, pulls at your heartstrings, this anime, mm-hmm. uh, which is why I have decided to uh, kind of, you know, we, we talk about the, the concept of love a lot with this anime because, you know, there's familial love, there's relationship types of love, whether that's friendship or something more. But the love that I'm trying to focus on is the love between a person and anime. And I want to ask you, Lauren, mm-hmm. your feelings towards this anime by asking the question, will you keep watching Fruits Basket? I will keep watching Fruits Basket. I love everyone. And I mean, I know I'm in for heartbreak, but I'm also going to be in for some laughs. So Hell many laughs. Yeah. And so many heartbreaks. <laughs> but so many laughs. <laughs> uh, you'll love to see it. Another kawaii success in the book Yay! for Redo Month, but just overall. And yeah, for such a great anime, it's one of Skylar's top three. It's definitely in my top 10. So we love that you loved it as well. Yeah, I did. Yeah, but that's not where the episode ends. Is there an MV for that? AMV. All right, Lauren, you know the rules. Why don't you give me a song and artist to Fruits Basket? All right. I picked this one because I thought it would be really funny if it existed. Uh, I picked Animal by Neon Trees. I mean, it's very possible because of how new the root. The reboot. Yeah, is. yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking. So, following with the rules that we unfortunately set up during another Lauren episode, yes, which is when they cry, Higurashi when they cry episode. Mm-hmm. The only anime I could find was for the uh, the only AMV I could find to Neon Trees Animal was to the original Fruits Basket, which means uh. you only get 
a half a point on that, but that is still two point five points mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. book. I'll take yeah. I'll take two point five. You are definitely right with the vibes. Just uh, no one past two thousand. You know, no one past the original fandom agreed. Sure, <laughs> sure. That's okay. <laughs> But that is not where this segment ends. And with that said, it's time for the super secret, not so secret, bonus point. Is there an AMV for Fruits Basket to Evanescence Bring Me to Life? Do you think it exists, Lauren? Absolutely it exists. Yes. Don't even need to look it up. I will just to confirm, but I don't even need to look it up. I can tell you at least like 20 scenes that it would go perfectly to right now, right off the top of my head. I made a Fruits Basket AMV, by the way, Lauren, and it's still on YouTube. Is it Not really? even surprised. Hell, is it to the scene I probably think it is? Probably. Uh, yeah. And it's to Three Days Grace, the animal I've become, or animal. Oh, well, oh. that's just, yeah, of course you did. What else would you do uh, for that just piece de resistance scene? I was going to say, that seems kind of dark for which right now. Which, if you continue to seek, if you continue to watch it as it seems you will, yeah. uh, you will get to that scene and you'll be like, oh yeah, I know exactly what the fuck they're talking about. Oh. And I had to use the original Fruits Basket. <laughs> Boo. No. But with that, we have a phenomenal 3.5 points in the book, a quiet success in the book. In the book. And the last of our redos for redo month next week, we will come back with a revisit of a lost episode. But with that, we wrap up the revisit to our first three episodes. And we hope that you guys uh, enjoyed this trip down memory lane with a new perspective. And uh, as always, Lauren, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, Mike. To be watched list for anime just keeps getting longer and longer. Yeah, we're <laughs> becoming successful. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you had a good time, and I hope our listeners had a good time. I hope they had a fun time, a transformative time. Mm. I hope that they know what type of zodiac sign they are. Time, uh, <laughs> and that maybe that maybe you too will adopt becoming a year of the cat time. But until next time, we hope your wait isn't a wide disappointment. I've been PJ. I've been Skylar. I've been Lauren. Bye, everyone. Goodbye. Goodbye. Have a fun time dealing with your mommy issues. Oh, <laughs> mommy, wow. sorry. Mommy, mommy, sorry. Sorry. Mommy, mommy sorry. <laughs> Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Pod. On Facebook, you can also find the official Kawaii Disappointment group where you can interact with us as well as other fans of the podcast. Or go to our website, kawaiidesupod.com, for links to those socials as well as all of our episodes. That's K-A-W-A-I-I-D-E-S-U-P-O-D.com. Spread the word about us, and if you feel so inclined, leave a review on iTunes. It really does help. 